JC still feels the need to defend the information. <laughs> no, so we're I'm back sure, for a mini. I'm not sure if you, I'm not sure if you remember on the previous podcast, but we had an epic moment of uh, we're having a debate between Mel and Gold and the information fighting each other to the death, and all of a sudden, just like, oh man, we have this, all these disagreements and fights. John Harvey, tell me a little bit more about Mel and Gold. And everyone's like, but JC's like, guys, I have a lot of thoughts on the information. Like, okay, JC, here's your moment so, to shine. And so we turned off the mic, and then we got back to talking more about the information. So now the mic's back on. This actually, this is what was cut. This is like the Nixon tapes, okay? This is what was missing from JC's thoughts. Uh, when Beck's saying asshole, he was talking about you two. <laughs> so JC, tell us about the information. How can I even say anything now? Listen, it's it's got a lot of great underrated songs, and I think maybe not the most sonically ambitious, but conceptually ambitious record he might have he might have made. I think it's criminally underrated. Um, to I I just to me it feels like Beck's King of Limbs. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, I mean, let's go through the track list real quick. Uh-huh. You want to play? Let's play snippets. Uh-huh. Let's do snippets. I have no idea how the legality of that is right now. So we'll, well, we'll fit it in. Usually, you know, I can fit in like "Strange Apparition." That's a great a song. Yeah, "Strange Apparition" is "Strange Apparition." We should also probably, since it's a mini soda, we don't care. We should probably do our best vocal. Vocal imitation of Beck as well. Dude, we did a pretty sweet Deborah at the end. I was I was very impressed by your falsettos on that. That was fantastic. Dude, I sing, dude, I sing that in the car all the time. I I, I was I was with uh, I was with my friend Tommy JC knows him and uh, he's like, dude, no, no, how can a guy sing like that? No guy should do that. So I just start, <laughs> so I just started hitting that falsetto just to make him really uncomfortable. I wanna get with you. I can't hit that high note. Yeah, that is that is that's harder for me. I would have. Killed. I can do it. I just. I, I heard if, I, he did a tour for Midnight Vultures. How awesome would that would have been to that see? Amazing. You can if you wanna if you guys listen if you wanna see the the best Midnight Vultures uh, live stuff of Beck check out Live at Budokan. When he does Deborah at the end, there's a massive red heart sh- red bed that descend that descends from the top of the stage, <laughs> and the, all the band that isn't the drummer all hop in bed. I'll get in this giant satin bed for like the slowdown. Like, alright, guys. Best, uh, best random single that he put out that's not on any album. Ooh, uh, I know mine. Well, uh, off the top of my head, I'm debating. Uh, it, it won't be long. It won't be long. Everybody's got to learn sometimes the cover for Inter- Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Ooh, Mind. Oh, yeah. Also, about the Scott Pilgrim soundtrack. Yeah, I, 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 almost, Ooh. he had amazing, not hit, honestly, his song Mona. didn't hit me as much. Here, you know, here's the thing about the Scott Pilgrim soundtrack, though. He was given, because he wrote the songs for Sex Bob-omb on there, and he was given the direction uh, of, like, and basically he, he wanted to make songs that 
you weren't sure if they were amazing or shitty. And honestly, when you think what, about dude, that, it's, it's, it's perfect. Yes. He, he wrote songs that are just perfectly in the middle of not my like too good not bad but like weird in the middle i kind of love that side note um in the first battle of the bands on uh scott pilgrim versus the world there's this heavy rock group uh, i know yeah who wrote their songs who JC? wrote that one or no uh, who, wrote, the band? who, who wrote the, the, no no the no, no not who's band? in the band because in the first battle of the bands that they have well who was the actor because it's not, well, I don't think not, they write not, it. not even that no not because even, oh, okay. it was somebody who's not in the movie so sad and then they have that other so song. it's not broken social scene it is broken social oh no i thought yeah, it was okay. just the actor yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. exactly so but it's weird i did not know that plays uh He's the one that says the opening lines right before. You oh, that's Kevin. Uh, Kevin. Was it Kevin Drew? I, I don't. I don't. That looked like Brendan Canning. I mean, only because Kevin Drew. I'm not sure if you know this. This has nothing to do with Beck, by the way. Sorry, Minnesota listeners. Uh, Kevin Drew's like my buddy. Do you realize that? I have interviewed him on four separate occasions, and the second time I interviewed him, he was just like, "Yeah, I, I remember you. I remember your voice." I'm like, "Oh, cool." And then like the third time I interview him, I ask him a question about the 10 year anniversary of Arts and Crafts. I ask him about the band uh, Most Room Republic, which were you know, let go from the label or left the label or something there a little bit ago. And he's like, yeah, cool. I want to talk about the label. I ask him about this. Like, God, why do you have to hit me with that thing? Like right off the bat. Like he was just like open and confessional. And it was like really sweet. And so hmm. we have a, we have a bro ship. So nice. we have a, it's, yeah, I don't have many bro ships with uh, major rock stars, but guys, I I'd like to introduce you special guest, Kevin Drew, everybody. Oh my God. Hey, <laughs> hi Kevin Drew. <laughs> I, I was in a band once. I banged Feist. All right, cool. Thanks, Kevin. <laughs> Not too shabby. Yeah, I don't know. FYI. One, two, three, four. Pumps and I will do you more. So, uh, yeah. Guys, do we have anything else to say about Beck? This is a very meandering mini-sode. Oh, this that, is like happy hour mini. That, uh, was there anything we I remember I wanted, to, I wanted to ask if we wanted to rank best openers, and I couldn't even answer that. Yeah. Also, oh, Dreams, by the way, that song. Side note, uh, t- uh, JC hates Taylor Swift, and on her tour that she did for 1989. <laughs> I just hate, yeah, I hate yeah. everything but, but the information. But she always brought out a guest on tour, and one time she brought out Beck doing the song Dreams with St. Vincent on guitar. Which is also the first time St. Vincent... song Dreams or the Fleetwood Mac song? No, 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 the Beck, Beck song Dreams. Oh, the Beck song Dreams. Dreams, dreams uh, Which uh, was also another so random aspect. First time Saint uh, Annie Clark debuted her signature Ernie Ball guitar was at the Taylor Swift show with Buck. Ugh, she's such a good guitarist. Yeah. What, what else do you have to say, JC? How about uh, Beck, back, hands, by back, the way. back in the future? What, what do you guys think's coming next from Beck? Um. What, what do, you, do you think Beck's gonna ever? You know. I don't know. I was kind of hoping. I, 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 I'm very curious to see what. Uh, I, I was hoping for more songs aligned with what he was working on before he did Morning Phase. I like, agree with that completely. Because I think that was the logical step. Very logical step from uh, Modern Guilt. Yeah. Because here's the thing. Because a lot of rock stars, a lot of musicians, they eventually, after they've been in the game long enough and are successful enough, they kind of become craftsmen. They stop becoming songwriters mm-hmm. and just become craftsmen, where it's like so easy to just roll off these songs that are. Fine, but still it sounds kind of similar-ish. Like, I feel like the Prince turned into a craftsman at one point. Mm-hmm. I feel like Bruce Springsteen is definitely a craftsman. Beck has never been there. I don't feel like... I feel like he is constantly putting enough new challenges in his way that everything at least is interesting. Even if we put in Morning Phase at number 11, I still feel like that, that drive, that gumption is like... Do you think we'll ever find a Beck Bolt? 
like the principles? <laughs> or do you think like most of those came did out you, with one feather? Did you in read the hat? that story that they actually had to physically drill, drill into, into it? A, like, they're like, and a lot of people were like, "Oh, it was like an actual vault." Yeah, like, Prince, <laughs> yeah, Prince, Prince was the only one with the the combination. Oh, yeah, yeah, because he's Prince. What are, do you? I don't know anything about Prince and his family. Are they like? Are they like? Are they Joe Jacksony or are they? Uh, I think they're all they're oh. all fighting right now. They're all okay. fighting to see who gets the estate. The judge had ordered a. Paternity test. This is all very relevant this to the uh, time when we recorded this podcast. And clearly, I know when you, listener, have listened to this podcast, is the year 2097, and uh, <laughs> Prince has been elected god of the universe. No, I just like, god I, mean, of I, funk, know released, I know back release, he released Feather in Your Hat, which had some of those B sides from, yeah. mi- from uh, Midnight Vultures and Odalay, but I want to know if there's like a vault mm. of. Of like Odalay material that's like still has. Well, I, remember they put out the actually put out the uh, the uh, deluxe legacy edition of Odalay a couple years back, which I guess he didn't want. Well, and there was a controversy though because the lyrics that they included in the legacy edition for the booklet were incorrect. Why were they incorrect? This is real. Look this up because the label instead of asking Beck for copies of the lyrics went to an online lyric site. And copied them Ooh. and put them in the put them Ooh. in there. That is exactly what happened. That is legitimately actually what happened, which is amazing. So if you so you saying that he didn't want to be involved with that, that makes sense to me. Uh, well, yeah, I know it's in the Beck vault. You what? know, song reader, song reader. <laughs> yeah, they. Uh, no, I have not heard a single good version of song reader. By the way. I've I've been searching YouTube, scouring for all the people doing covers of like all the songs. I haven't heard a single good one, one that is appealing. They, uh, I mean, it was an interesting concept. I just feel like I feel I feel like it's just very over reliant on people's music. You're <laughs> yeah. talking about like the Pro Tools, yeah. Pro Tools like Logic Ableton era of independent musicians. It's very yeah. the people that, that that would appeal to. I Beck, feel like that kind of sold themselves short mm-hmm. a little bit in that. I. Great concept. I just—it's really overestimating your your fan base. Yeah. Hey, he tried. That's all that matters. All right. Cool. I think. Anything else you want to say about Beck? Any final thoughts? Closing moments. I'm. I'm Worst in, Beck song. I'm in Beck's vault. Uh, <laughs> sort of the Scientologist. Yeah, I know. Side note: He's the coolest Scientologist out of anyone because he, he does not flaunt that shit. No, like he's re- especially when he read in all the interviews. He's like, I was like, I don't know. Like, I just see all these good stuff. I I feel like. I mean, like, just, I mean, like people. I mean, I feel like people are like really shitty about that sometimes. Like, oh, I can't believe so and so is a Scientologist. Yeah. Like, like, oh, like I can't believe Tom Cruise is a Scientologist. Like, you, like, you think they honestly let him see that shit? Like, yeah. do you honestly think anybody in Scientology would let him see Going Clear? Like, I imagine yeah. while he probably knows. Like, can you imagine? The- Side note: uh, Going Clear. Uh, that is Tom Cruise's best role in like ten years. <laughs> I, I thought he was fantastic in that. That is. I just, I just hope they did like a behind-the-scenes documentary or something on it because that was like it looked real. It was so Bring, good. It brings our nuts up. David Miscavige. <laughs> <laughs> actually, no, actually, guys, we have our very special guest. No one knows she's here, including David Miscavige. David Miscavige is live <laughs> right here. How are you doing, David? Oh, Miscavige? hello, hello, heaven. Would you like a poppy seed muffin? This is David Miscavige down Smith. <laughs> David Miscavige, are you wearing a wig again? Take off. Fade. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. We're done. Goodbye.